All right. Let's do it. Let's do a little Wednesday one-way. One-way conversation on the road, on the way to work. How the fuck are you doing over there? Good. Wherever you are. Are you on your way to work? Probably not. By the time this goes out, probably not. You're probably at work. Working hard. Working hard or hardly working. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's new? How's your week been? Yeah, I kind of like this, uh freelance schedule I'm doing with one with conversation you know if I have something to talk about we'll jump on um if it's something I want to save for Sunday poor we'll save for Sunday poor if it's uh I don't know if I don't feel like it I don't fucking I don't fucking uh, do it it's fine no problem so I got a few things this morning reading something I'm not sure I'm gonna go with this one but I got a couple things uh this morning I was reading something about I guess the popularity of mezcal on the rise, mezcal, next big thing, next big spirit. I just um, something about it. I, I don't know. It's like the marketing aspect of it, and trying to bring it like stateside, and different people trying to go in and make different companies, and you know, there's the local people, and then there's the people trying to capitalize on it. Just. Uh, you know, when, when, I, when I drink, it's, I romanticize drinking. It's very, it's a very romantic, even like, you know, even something like the old 10 a.m. beer, like for a tailgate. It's very like, it's part of a history, right? You drink a martini, yeah, it's, it's, it's got that history to it. It's something romantic about it, right? You mix a cocktail, right? You're always emulating somebody, right? It's either going to be... You know, uh, you know, we've talked about this on Sunday Porn a million times, right? You mix a drink, it could be like, Aunt always references the, the dude. And when he does his mixture, he does like a, um, a white Russian. If you're doing a martini, you're thinking of something you saw in a movie. or um, You know, you're always, these, these things that were learned. Or maybe, or maybe it was a bartender. Or maybe it was somebody that, you know, a drinking buddy or an uncle. Or something that, you know, somebody that you had drank with in the past. There's a connection there, and like the mezcal thing, like I, I don't, I might have had mezcal before. Um, it's, uh, it seems like very unique to the area because it's very hard, not hard, but it's labor intensive to. Just takes a long time to produce, and it just seems very localized. Like you have to go to a certain part of Mexico, Jalisco, and Mexico, Jalisco. And that seems like, you know, where you should enjoy uh, these drinks. I don't know. I just, uh, these people slapping labels on it and bringing it stateside and being like, oh, yeah, authentic mezcal. It seems inauthentic. And then uh, and then within that same article, somebody was like, well, tequila is getting boring. What, is, what does that even mean? Like, I know some, you don't like every liquor the same, right? But, uh, I mean, I could find something to do with vodka, could find something to do with whiskey, could find something to do with rum, and it's all going to be, nothing's boring. Like, tequila, how's tequila boring? Fuck you for saying tequila is boring. Tequila is very much exciting. You do seven shots of it in uh, an hour and ten minutes and see how exciting it gets. See how fucking boring it is then when you do seven in an hour. Asshole. 
I don't know, but even like getting drunk, it's something like romantic about it. It's something you're not supposed to do and something, you know, there's still that even at almost 40 years old, I still feel that like, oh, wow, doing something wrong here. But, uh, you know, it's, it's accepted because, you know, you're an adult. But there's that, you know, that feeling of danger and that feeling of uh, breaking the rules a little bit. Living on the edge, living on the outskirts of uh, normal society. But, uh, you know, these dorks that go in and try and make it a fad, that is not the part of society I want to be drinking with, let me tell you that. Also read something about uh, within the next... Uh, fucking goddamn school bus. Oh, this flat... Oh, oh. I guess the people at Soundview Drive not going to school today. Just kind of school bus waltzed on by. Uh, within the next, uh, what year is it now? 2020? Within the next 30 years or so? Uh, looks like we're looking, looking on the barrel of a coffee shortage. And I say, uh, good. That's great. We can finally get back to basics. Just get us the fucking beans. Alright? It's gonna be expensive anyway. I mean, how do these people on the frontier in the 1800s, they were drinking coffee. All right, they always see them like uh, all they have is like a little bit of water, some beans. They always have coffee somehow. These little tin cans. Oh, I made you some coffee. I mean, they didn't have Sanka back then, right? They're not mixing up the Folgers Crystals instant coffee. Let's get back to Frontier coffee. That's, you know, that's one. That's something that these uh, bougie pricks will never do. These uh, hipsters and you know, next-gen marketers will never do. They'll never do something as cool as fucking Frontier Coffee. Let me taste what it was like back there in 18-fucking-50. Uh, 1880. <laughs> 1850, I feel like there's bad things going on. 1880, let me, tra- let me try Frontier Coffee. I mean, it's probably mud. But I, it's got to be better than uh, anything you'll get on the, on the Starbucks menu. And I'm not a coffee snob. Like, I'll drink Starbucks. I'll drink Dunkin'. I'll drink fucking Bodega coffee. But uh, let's get back to basics here. Let's have this shorted show us. I mean, I have this fucking goddamn trailer in front of me. I'm going to miss this fucking light because this guy. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a stroke of luck right there. A modern miracle. I did not make that light. I did not miss that. I did not have to sit at that light. Uh, let's see. How are we doing this here? All right, Pally. Now right, we're going to have to do some passing. I don't want anything to do with you. So we're going to move. I always fuck myself. I always pass on this road, and then I get behind some other fucking schnook. God damn it. Ah, uh, yeah. Let, let me, uh, that's my marketing idea, idea for the day. And that's really tough, guys, man. Fucking real. It's for men of men. Men, man's man. Men's of men. Men who want to be men again. Frontier coffee. I got it. That's what I'm going to do. My research today will be how do they, where do they get their beans? And how do they make their coffee when they are fucking roaming the plains on a horse with just like two other dudes? Uh, trying to find uh, gold or trying to find, I don't know what. What are they, what are they doing on the plantains? 
What are they doing on plantains? What are they doing on the not plantains? What are they doing on the plains? <laughs> you fucking moron. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Plenty of sleep last night too. Well rested, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, just what are they doing? Just searching, just trying not to get into a battle with uh, Native Americans. I don't really call it a battle. You guys had guns, they had bows and arrows. Yeah, it's always odd when you watch those old movies and the cowboys are the good guys and they're shooting at these people who are barely dressed with fucking bows and arrows. I mean, it doesn't really seem like a fair fight. But, you know, it's always framed in such a way that, uh, you know, the Indians were the savages and the bad people because uh, uh, what is it, like the searchers where Natalie Wood just... I mean, the searchers is an okay movie. It's not a great movie. It's a John Wayne movie. But basically, and very basically, because I don't really remember it that well, but Natalie Wood is a daughter of a white family and somehow gets... I don't know if she gets abducted or runs away and that ends up with um, a tribe. And then basically, it, the whole premise is that she, be, she becomes brainwashed by them within, I don't know, like 10 minutes. She forgets who her family is and shit. So, and then John Wayne and uh, another, and a kid, they got to go save her from the savages. And John Wayne um, is like a Civil War veteran for the losing side, of course. And he is fighting alongside, the kid is, the kid has Native blood. I think think his mother was a Native American. And, you know, just the whole time he's calling him a half-breed and, you know, calling him names like that and shit. Um, but of course, John Wayne is the big hero in the movie. Whatever, it's an okay movie. The Searchers. It's not. It's long and slow, and uh, I'm not sure. But it's it's interesting to see. That's why it's, I think considered an important movie, at least in this day and age, because it's interesting to see how we framed our heroes um, in, a, in a John Ford, a, a big John Ford Western. Um, anyway, they always said fucking coffee though. They get their beans, and you know the, the beans came in. If they, they fucking just made the coffee, now it was a big goddamn show. All right. Now, what I really want to get into is uh, I read something over the weekend by this author, an interview with this author named David Sedaris. I think he's like a satirist. I really don't know what he's written. I know it's always kind of commentary on society and shit like that. But he had he said something funny to me, and he says. Uh, you know, we're all the same, right? You know, if if you're ordering something at like a coffee shop and you're saying, "Oh, I want you know skim milk, half decaf, half caffeinated, um, Splenda, not the, not equal," and you're go, like, going through this fucking order, and he's like, "If you don't think the people behind you want to fucking you know take your eyeballs out one by one, you know, you're nuts." Of course, everybody fucking hates everybody, and it really it made me feel. Like, I was represented in the world here, right? Um, I, I feel I felt like I was kind of unique in that, where I just, people, just everybody pissed me off. And I knew, like, Sunday Pork co-host, I know, just the same way. He just very angry, not angry, but just, like, people, we understand, people just don't fucking pay attention. 
people are oblivious and it fucking bothers us, right? Say, I, I, and I've been saying it on this show, I've been saying it on that show, people are just fucking oblivious, piss me off, and I want to take their fucking eyeballs out, basically. But I, I felt like, again, felt represented, and representation matters, and that I felt like, wow, that's what it feels like to read something by somebody that's kind of famous that fucking gets it. Then I got thinking a little bit deeper about this whole thing, and I'm like, you know what? If everybody feels like that, if everybody thinks like that, what separates us from, like, serial killers? Because serial killers, it's never like, oh, well, I, I killed him because he took forever. He didn't want pickles on his burger at Burger King, and he was annoying ahead of me. The serial killers never do that kind of shit. It's always like, I had a taste for blood, or voices made me do it, or... Um, you know, once I started, I couldn't stop, or it was like a sport to them, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, we never, it's it's never like the mundane stuff. Maybe, you see, I feel like I'm an, an insane person for having these thoughts, but now I realize that I'm probably not the only one. Um, and it's not just a bloodlines thing. So, if we're all the same, everybody fucking bothers everybody, how come there's not just... There's, not, there's more serial killers. Why don't serial killers go around just looking for these minor nuisances in life and like, oh, this guy's riding his brake in the left lane. I'm going to track him all the way home. I'm going to murder him and his family. Like, why don't people... What separates us? What is the... I mean, I know it's... Um, for fuck's sake. Wow. I know. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's the Ray Donovan therapy session where I just want to bash a guy's windshield in with a fucking baseball bat and I know I'll feel better about things um, if it wasn't for the fucking consequences of it all right maybe that's what it, I guess we know the consequences we don't have the stomach for the consequences to be paraded in front of what is it though what are, what are, is it, are the consequences prison is that really that's what's holding us back it's just the prospect of prison death penalty, I mean, death makes us squeamish, right, that's probably what separates us, right, and a, and a gruesome death at that would make us a little squeamish, or very squeamish, we don't want to see the blood, we don't want to see this guy gurgling and pleading for his life, why, 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 why did you need fucking Splenda, just take the goddamn equal, splat, you know, and maybe that's what it is, maybe we see the ridiculousness of it, right, and whereas a serial killer doesn't. But what if a serial killer just... That's your next... They did American Psycho 2, right? I know there's American Psycho. I think they did a second one. I forget who was in the second one. I don't know if it... I don't know if one is any good. It's just a disturbing movie. I know, like, you know, all the bros in their uh, suspenders and striped shirts and uh, uh, business cards. I know they love... They love Jason Patrick Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. They love Patrick Bateman. Um, I don't know. Is it a good movie, though, American Psycho? I guess it's okay. But, um, and American Psycho 2, I don't know. But here's your, who was American Psycho 2? This, this is your American Psycho 3, where it's basically just Larry David just being annoyed by the mundane stuff in life. These little, just take, like, the six, six things out of Curb Enthusiasm that have annoyed Larry David the most or the six most relatable things that have annoyed him in the show, and that's your that's your American Psycho 3, where the guy is just 
bothered by this shit, tracks these people and, and kills them in their homes. And he leaves cryptic notes behind about their latte orders or shit like that. I mean, because think about it, and I think about it, I, how many times a day does murder... <laughs> how many times a day does murder cross your mind? Like, honestly. Let's be honest with you, with each other here. How many times a day are you out and about and you're just like, oh, just give me one free murder card? Uh, it's uh, probably more than more than we like to admit, and definitely more than we like to admit on a tape show. That's for sure. I mean, you saw you heard my frustration before. A fucking school bus, school bus just going about its goddamn day. I'm not bothering anybody, but just doing its job, picking up school children, taking them to get their educations, doing great and necessary work for the public. And in the fucking, I see the lights start blinking. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I see red for no fucking reason, for no apparent reason at all. I'm <laughs> just like this fucking piece of shit. Oh, man. Well, that's why, uh, and I feel better already. All right, we talked about it. I don't, I'm not going to murder anybody. Come on, it's insanity. I'm not that crazy, right? And that's why we drink. That's why we have the coffee during the day, and thank God for that. We'll, we'll overpay these absorbent prices in 2030 when we start paying through the nose, uh, when we have a shortage of beans, and that's why we drink, and that's why if Mezcal's the big thing, oh, whatever, I'll try it. I'm not hard to please. I'm easy to please, all right? Don't go nuts for me. Don't go crazy. Don't go out of your way. Don't just, you know, I'm happy with the, with the, uh, the simple pleasures in life. A cup of coffee and a beer. Or, uh, I mean, even a, even a nice cappuccino. Right? That's very, that's a simple, that's an old-style, simple drink for me. A good cappuccino and, uh, I don't know, a fucking, just give me something. You know, you name name the drink. A fucking Negroni. Right? You get these simple pleasures that have been around forever, right? They're classics for a reason. I'm happy with that. I'm a happy camper. And that is why I don't go on murder sprees. Because there is a cup of coffee at the end of this conversation. This one-way conversation. And there is a drink at the end of the day. That's why. All right. Well, that's going to do it for one-way conversation for today. Have a great fucking day. If I don't talk to you until next week, have a great fucking week. Um, tune in to Sunday Poor, of course. Recording on Monday and Thursday nights. Uh, Monday, a little controversial opening to the show uh, from this past Monday. We're going to have to do some, uh, some, what is it, uh, some PR work for my co-host. We're going to have to polish his image a little bit. He's going to have to go on his apology tour like Aaron Rodgers is this week. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I haven't heard any real feedback yet, but it's a possibility. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Don't take any shit from anybody. See ya.